0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to my so called midlife podcast. I am Jennifer, and this is episode 31. Update Things are good. Work is plugging along. Uh, no real changes there, just still busy. The animals are doing well. I think Oliver may be part demon, but otherwise, they're good. I got, I had the world's greatest cat at one time. His name was Sam. And I think I got really spoiled because Sam was just amazing. He was this big fat cat. He was full of love. He was a snuggler. And he didn't do all, you know, the like normal cat things. Like He never got into anything or got up on things or he didn't belong. He just sort of laid in bed all day. (laughs) That is not Oliver. I'm sure everything Oliver is doing is typical kitten behavior, but man, he keeps me on my toes. You know, but when he's not climbing the screen door or trying to get up on the table and the counters, he is sound asleep in my lap, looking all sweet and cute and innocent, but don't be fooled. He only sleeps in short bursts He is, as he recharges for his next bad deed. I did get myself an early birthday present this week. I went to the eye doctor, which was long overdue. I did not go in 2020. Right before my uh, last prescription expired, I quickly ordered new contacts to get me through the year. So i was like a year overdue for my eye exam. So I was talking to the guy, and I was telling him, you know, that I have to wear readers because I'm having trouble seeing close up, and he suggested multifocal contact lenses. I didn't even know these things existed, guys. These are life changing. No more readers. I I have like <laughs> I can't even tell you how many pairs of readers I have around my house because I'm constantly losing them, and I don't need them anymore. So. You know, it's like an physical impossibility for me to ever be a grandmother. And now I don't have to look like one. So I'm very, very happy about that. TV slash podcast recommendations. I do not have any new podcast recommendations for this week, but I do have a TV recommendation. I told you about the Discovery Plus app. I am obsessed. If you are like me and you like true crime, There is a particularly disturbing documentary called The Murder List. Guys, this one was wild. I don't, I won't get into the details because they're gruesome. But if you like gruesome murder docs, you will like it. I wouldn't suggest it unless you actually do like (laughs) gruesome murder docs. I also got back into a few ghost shows. I used to love watching Ghost Hunters, but then I kind of moved away from that when life became scary enough. But Jason Hawes, who used to host or co-host Ghost Hunters, um, has a new show out with new investigators, and it's really good. I've been enjoying it. But after all the murder and the ghosts, I need to kind of scrub my brain clean again. So I've been getting into watching the cooking shows that I used to love, like um, Ina Garten and Trisha Yearwood and, of course, my old favorite, Elton Brown. Elton just makes me happy, honestly. Who knew the science of cooking could be so entertaining? And then I was looking through some, like, home improvement shows that I actually used to really love. Um, And I came across a new one with Ty Pennington. Do you guys remember him? He was that hot carpenter from extreme home makeover and trading spaces. Oh man, I used to love trading spaces, especially when Hildy would do a makeover and the homeowners hated it. (laughs) Ty is 56 years old now. And I don't know if my taste in men has changed, but sadly, Ty is not as appealing as he once was to me. So that was a little disappointing. His show is also not real great. I don't know. Maybe home improvement shows just aren't my thing anymore. All right. Now that you're all caught up on my week, let's get into this week's topic. We're back. So last week I told you that my birthday was coming up. And as you guys know, it's a big one. The big 5 I've had some time to think about that. The idea of turning 50, half a century. And I've been kind of waiting for it to hit me, you know, like, I don't know, this avalanche of feelings or some big reaction. But it just didn't happen. And I just figured, well, maybe I'm okay with turning 50. That is until this week when my AARP membership card came in the mail. Mm -hmm. There it was. Proof that I had reached the age when I am now eligible for senior discounts. On one hand, I was offended. How dare you, AARP? How very dare you. But then I started thinking hey, it's 50 years. I've managed to make it 50 years. And with all of the ridiculous ways I've injured myself over the years, this really is an accomplishment. I mean, every sort of serious injury I have ever had has come about in the stupidest of ways. Don't believe me? Well... I once broke seven bones in my foot and fractured my ankle while walking the family dog when I was 16. Fast forward three years to when I was 19 when I broke the other foot while trying to quickly get ready for work because I overslept. Right about now, you may be asking yourself, how? Uh, I was ripping off my socks so I could take a quick shower. I lost my balance and my foot came down hard enough on the top of the tub that I broke two bones in the side of my foot. I was also hungover, but I'm sure that had nothing to do with it. And this doesn't even take into account all of the ways in which I was almost seriously injured. Even through all of my dumb mishaps, I have made it to my 50th birthday. My angels have had their hands full with me, and I'm sure someday I'll have to answer for that. When I look at it from that perspective, I see my 50th birthday as something to be proud of, and not feared. Think of all that has happened in the last 50 years, in my lifetime. The home computer and internet have changed the way we do everything from how we work to how we communicate. Cell phones and the near extinction of landline phones. The way we listen to music has gone from Albums to cassettes to CDs to now digital music that we can all listen to from an app on our cell phones. Even silly things like how we dress at the office has changed. When I first entered the workforce, I was required to wear pantyhose whenever I wore a dress and nothing sleeveless because God forbid anyone see my bare arms and legs. And of course, I had to wear heels. Now, most people if they're actually still going into an office, are just as business casual. One of the jobs I had down here even allowed us to wear shorts. I didn't, but the youngins did. Online shopping. I wouldn't have made it through 2020 without Amazon and Instacart. Answering machines and VCRs became household necessities and then just as quickly became obsolete. Cars can now drive themselves. And this doesn't even take into account the historical events that shaped my life that I so clearly remember watching on TV while they happened. The tearing down of the Berlin Wall, the miracle on ice that I saw with my dad. Oh, he was so proud to be an American that night. Live Aid, oh, 14-year-old me waking up at sunrise so I could be Downstairs in the living room in front of the TV with MTV on so I could see the concert when it started at 7am and watch it all the way through to the end. The white bronco chase, the death of Princess Diana, and of course 9-11. In my lifetime so much has changed. Turning 50 doesn't mean what it used to when our parents turned 50. No longer are we thinking about nearing retirement. No longer is turning 50 the equivalent of being old. 50 is just the start of a new chapter. I mean, think about it. Is turning 50 any different than turning 40 or even 30? We tell ourselves that these are significant milestones, measures we use to say, by the time I reach whatever age I should be married, a parent. Retired, we assign significance to something that really is just a marker of time. And I've done this too. I remember being so depressed for my 35th birthday. I hadn't accomplished anything I thought I should have by that age. I didn't own a home. I didn't have children. I didn't have a job that was rewarding or fulfilling. I had set expectations for myself and I hadn't reached any of them. But by the time I was 40, I had learned to focus on what I did have. And I loved turning 40. I felt like I was finally coming into my own. And now here I am about to be 50, and I am comfortable in my own skin for probably the first time in my life. I'm proud of how far I've come and what I've learned to live without. Also, helping to make it okay to turn 50 are all the examples I have in my life of the women who have done it before me. My sisters, my mom, my aunts have all been great examples that life doesn't end at 49. They all continue to thrive with grace and with beauty. They all still continue to set and attain goals for themselves and never stop trying new things. Now, listen. Getting older, for me, hasn't been all rainbows and unicorns. Perimenopause set in a few years back, which brought about hot flashes and the complete reshaping of my body. Inflated hips, deflated boobs, and weight that used to easily slide off with just a little bit of dieting, now holds on with a vengeance. I've been working on it, but at this point, I'd rather shave my head than stand in front of anyone naked. I have wrinkles, and somehow still get pimples. How is that fair? I also have to dye my hair every four weeks in a futile attempt at disguising the gray. And I won't even go in to what has happened to my bladder. I'll just say the only bladder weaker than mine is my dog Gracie's, but she is the equivalent of 80 in human years if she gets a pass. With all that being said, there is an upside to turning 50 for one. Even though I don't want anyone to see me naked, I have finally learned how to dress for my body type, which means that while I actually have clothes on, I feel pretty confident. And after years of trying to fight my naturally thick, wavy, unruly hair, I've embraced it for what it is and found some really great hair products that seem to help. And because I'm at a point in my career where I'm fortunate enough to make a decent living, I can actually afford those hair products. I no longer have to shop for shampoo from the bottom shelf of the drugstore. Another upside, I'm more confident now than I've ever been. Maybe this is because I accept myself more, flaws and all. Or maybe it's because I've learned that saying no is always an option. I've gained perspective and a broader way of thinking. I no longer have a me-centric, selfish outlook because, let's face it, along with turning 50 is a reminder of our mortality, which doesn't have to be a morbid thing. Being reminded of our mortality allows us to live each day the best way we know how. Through our 30s, In even 40s, we tend to be a bit self-centered with our actions and thoughts, and that's natural. And in some ways, it's necessary, especially if you're raising a family. They have to be your main focus. Your world gets small because all you're trying to do is get through each day and take care of your family. But once you hit 50, usually the children are grown out of the house, or at least at an age where they are no longer as dependent on you, and you get to broaden your horizons. I imagine for some parents, turning 50 might be a little like Rip Van Winkle waking up after a 20-year slumber. As I was thinking about turning 50, I started to wonder if it's different for men, because I remember my dad making comments as he got older, and he seemed to really struggle with it. But my mom, on the other hand, never once complained about aging. In fact, she seemed to embrace it. My dad used to lament about not being able to do things he used to do when he was younger, or at least not being able to do them as easily as he did when he was younger. He'd say things like, I used to be able to shovel this entire driveway by myself without breaking a sweat. Now I need three days to recover. At one point, while in his 40s, he almost killed himself trying to climb a tree just so he could prove that he still could. He couldn't. He fell out of the tree. Luckily, he was drunk, so that softened the landing. I was about 15 at the time, and I remember thinking, how silly to have to prove something like that to yourself. Who cares if you can't climb a tree anymore? But because men of my dad's generation were raised that they had to be physically and emotionally strong and never ask for help. Losing the physical ability to do the things they did so easily when they were young can be hard to accept. I now understand why getting older affects men and women differently. Papa used to say, It's getting old business ain't for the faint of heart, but it's better than the alternative. Women, on the other hand, are raised to lean on each other and ask for help and support when we need it. Not that some of us don't try to hold on to our youth for as long as possible. I told you that I dye my hair every week, every four weeks like clockwork. And I have a pretty extensive skincare routine that I tell myself is working, but I know I'm fighting a losing battle. Like Dolly Parton says in Steel Magnolias, time marches on and eventually you realize it's marching across your face. When I think about getting older, I don't fear it because I realize aging is a luxury not afforded to everyone. But that doesn't mean I don't want to be the best version of me as I age. Look at any magazine for women over the age of, say, 35, and you'll see articles on how to age gracefully. As if just staying alive isn't enough of an achievement, we are now expected to also be graceful about it. Using examples like Jennifer Lopez or Christy Brinkley, they tell us that drinking lots of water and getting plenty of sleep are the secrets to looking and feeling younger. Putting aside the fact that these are both extremely unrealistic examples of the average woman, there isn't enough water in the ocean for me to ever look as good as J.Lo or Christy Brinkley. So for me, aging gracefully has to be more about my insides than my outsides. The way I think people are able to age gracefully is to never stop learning, to stay open to new ways of doing things. The day you truly become old is the day you stop being curious. And most important, never lose your sense of humor. Just be careful not to laugh too hard. Yes, many women, including myself, are trying to slow the aging process, But studies have shown that women's body image becomes more positive as they age compared to when they were in their 20s and 30s. According to an article I found in Psychology Today, women's overall mental health and life satisfaction actually improves with age. The rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide decrease as we grow older. We also feel less lonely. And yes, many of us feel like we may have peaked in our 20s and 30s, But studies have shown we actually excel at many skills once we hit middle age. For one, we can understand people's emotions better in our 40s and 50s. We gain empathy. Another surprising fact, in your 50s, you'll probably have better math skills than you've had in your life. I'm actually looking forward to this. This, and uh, I believe the two greatest inventions of my lifetime, spell check and GPS. Also, your vocabulary is at its best once you hit your 60s and 70s. Aging is also an opportunity to look back and see how far you've come. That's something you can't do until you reach a certain age. It's also an opportunity to look back and see what you could have done differently. When I look back at myself at my 20s and 30s, I was a mess. I didn't like to know myself very well, and what I did know... I didn't really like. I had a big mouth and strong opinions that would often turn me into a bully whenever someone disagreed with me. But as I've gotten older, I've mellowed. I no longer think that my opinion is is the only correct one. One of the greatest lessons you can learn as you age is how little you actually know. And that's not something you learn when you're younger. That takes time and experience. I don't have a lot of regrets, but if I had the opportunity to talk to 20-year-old me, first I would tell her getting married at 23 is far too young. Then I would tell her to love herself more and to not look to other people to validate her. I would tell her to trust her intuition more. Only you know what's best for you. And last, I would say don't be afraid of making mistakes. No one is perfect. Mistakes are a necessary part of growing up. I've accepted the age I am now, and you could not pay me to go back to my twenties or even thirties again, because I finally realized that I control my own happiness. I no longer look to others for fulfill me and this has been so empowering. It means, it also means that I can no longer blame them when I'm not happy, but that's okay. My own thoughts, feelings, and actions are now in control. So everyone in my life is no longer on the hook to make me happy. And that means I can make stronger connections that are more positive. The other day, I was looking through some old pictures of myself, kind of (laughs) me through the years. I used to hate having my picture taken. I never thought I was attractive. I always thought I was too fat. My face was too broad. My hips too wide. Oh, I was so critical of everything about me. And I saw some pictures of myself. One, when I was 18, wild hair that I hated and, giant 80s frame glasses or the one from my wedding day when i was convinced that everyone would notice that i hadn't reached the my goal wedding day weight there was another one from when i was about 35 and we were all celebrating christmas together and i stood behind everyone not because i was the tallest but because i didn't want the picture to show how fat i was When I was looking at those pictures, I remember what it felt like in that moment, how I felt just so not pretty. But looking at them today, I realized I didn't look that bad. I just couldn't see it then. Sure, my weight has been a roller coaster ride through the years. And yes, my hair could look like Monica Geller in Barbados if the humidity was too high but now at the age that I am, I can see and appreciate my own unique beauty. I actually have a pretty smile and I'm really quick to show it. I have beautiful eyes that I get from my mom. And even at 50, my legs are pretty decent. It helps that I'm almost 5'10", so the cellulite is spread out over more surface area also Lots and lots of self-tanner. So age is just a number, right? 50 is the new 40, right? Wrong. I earned every one of these 50 years and all the gray hair and wrinkles that came with them. I'm no longer going to know what the latest fashion trend is or the hottest new young singer. I don't even listen to the radio. I listen to podcasts. When I do listen to music, it's usually the, mus- the music that I grew up on, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me that I have never heard a song by Billie Eilish or that I had to look up WAP in the Urban Dictionary. I don't even know if I said that right. WAP, WAP, W-A-P, who cares? doesn't matter. Just know that I regret having looked it up. And no child is going to tell me what jeans I can wear or how to part my hair. I've been on this earth long enough to know that a center part makes me look like a pumpkin head. In the end, there really is no significant difference between 49 and 50. Being 50 doesn't have any discernible physical marker. No birthday does. I'm not going to wake up on March 16th, having suddenly lost the ability to navigate the internet or need help crossing the street or climbing stairs. My 40s were all about change. I got divorced. I moved to Florida. I started this podcast. I can't wait to see what my 50s will bring. So in the end, no, I don't mind turning 50. But if anyone sends me a nifty 50 card or anything resembling an over-the-hill one-liner, we're going to have words. One last thing. Last week, I told you guys that I'm going to take some time off from work for my birthday, and I decided to take time off from both my jobs, which means I will not be putting out a new episode next week, March 18th. I'm going to take a true staycation and do whatever I want for a few days, which will probably be a whole lot of nothing, but I'm going to love every minute of it. I'll be back with a new episode on Thursday, March 25th. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming back for episode 31. Don't forget, join the Facebook group, My So-Called Midlife Podcast, and like the Facebook page, My So-Called Midlife Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at JennyJoy316. If you like the podcast, tell your friends and then tell them to listen. That second part is important. If you have questions or topic suggestions, you can email them to me at mysocalledmidlifepodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Until next time, love you, bye.